we're going to welcome in one of Laddie's old teammates from the Oilers back in the day, Devin Dubnik. Good morning, Doobie. How's it going? Good, good, Laddie Daddy. What's up, Doobie Doobie? Oh, what a pleasure. Oh, what a treat today. Uh, yeah. You guys haven't talked for a while, Doobie. No, no he, he, he became famous in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, big time. Big time for sure. I don't I don't talk to former teammates anymore. <laughs> so you're in New York right now, Doob? Uh, yeah, well, it's New Jersey, but okay. yeah, basically just outside of, of Manhattan. And you kind of, yeah, you kind of got involved with the NHL Network. How how have you enjoyed uh, your time on the set and everything you do? Uh, you know, previewing and, and talking hockey, I guess. Yeah, it's been a blast. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Honestly, I was I was sitting in my basement um, shortly after retirement kind of like I always tell people retirement was cool when the golf course is open and then when it closed it wasn't that cool anymore um, and I was sitting in my basement watching the uh, NHL network on playoffs and I just kind of during playoffs and I just kind of thought to myself like hey, you know what I think I could do that and uh, so I called my agent and asked if he knew anybody over there uh, had a zoom call the next day and then um they asked if I wanted to come kind of do a trial run like 10 days later and uh, you definitely get get kind of thrown to the wolves on it they don't tell you too much and then all of a sudden the cameras are on and you're going um, but uh, you know I feel like I've improved a little bit you kind of learn things as you go and this year has been really cool with um, the new NHL Now show they completely revamped NHL Now um to be more of like kind of a podcast type feel of a show uh, and our interviews. We get, we've got some great players and, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So they want, they wanted me on there um, a lot more and the, the hours are better too, because it's four to six instead of like being there until one in the morning. So it's been a lot of fun. Good stuff. Maybe you can get Laddie on with you. That would be entertaining. Yeah, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll get Laddie Dottie on there, but it's a it's a remember it's a PG show, Laddie. You know, I I can turn down the I can turn off the f bombs. <laughs> I've done it here. Well, today they caught me with one because they turned on the you microphone before I was ready. But uh, uh, <laughs> so you kind of mentioned, you know, like I I retired a couple of years ago, and you know, transition, you know wasn't always as smooth but how was how was your transition well, obviously now I'm working at NHL network uh, is there anything else you do like do you coach or you know like you have a lot of experience you know there there's I, I, I bet there's a big market for a goalie coach like you in Minnesota so like do you stay involved in hockey like uh, in that capacity yes so it's funny you mentioned that because it's like I'm, I'm starting to to kind of piece together an idea for that side of it um i coach I, i got three boys um 10 8 and 6 so i coach all of them and and um help out with stuff in the association i've been i've been head coach uh my oldest son's team this year uh he's 10 and it's been an absolute blast but certainly almost a full-time job yeah. <laughs> during the week because in minnesota you know even the 10 year olds are on the ice five six times a week Ooh. um But that's been a blast. But I've been thinking about getting into uh, something like that, some some goalie schools and whatnot in Minnesota because, I mean, it's, it's just such a hockey craze state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like – and I really enjoy teaching the kids as well. So 
in retirement, it's, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, it kind of hits you quick and you don't really know what to expect. And then you got a lot of free time and you kind of got to find, you got to find things to do and find things to keep you busy. And it's not always easy, but, um, the kids certainly help. And then getting to do this, mm-hmm. uh, was a big part of it as well. Devin Dubnik with us on Sports 1440. Uh, Doobie, when you were here in Edmonton, you had several great, great seasons, and then maybe just a little bit of a downturn. What was it when you left here and then ended up in Minnesota that you you kind of your your career just sort of took off where you were an all star? I mean, to have a, a goals against uh, under two is almost unheard of. But why why did you have so much success when you went to Minnesota? Um. I mean, it's a combination of things. Um, sorry, I'm like walking by a speaker right now. You <laughs> no guys hear music, but um, I, I always, when I talk about it, I always kind of said it was like the perfect storm because what, with what I'd gone through the year before and the mindset that I had going to Arizona was that you know, I, I mean, I almost, I was almost out of the league. So when I went to Arizona, I just, I didn't think I was going to play very much because Mike Smith was there. And, you know, he was a workhorse. So I just kind of went there with the, with the mindset of, hey, you know, let's be thankful you're, you're back in the NHL. Let's enjoy every 60 minutes. You get to, every minute you get to play, let's enjoy it. And kind of just enjoy being in the NHL. You know, maybe, maybe your, your time to be a starter has passed you. Don't think about that. Just go enjoy being in the NHL. And uh, so then when I got traded to Minnesota, as I started to play more in Arizona, I kind of was starting to get the itch again. Mm. Like, you know, I didn't change the mindset, but I was like, you know, now, okay, hang on. Now I do want to start games. You know, I'm not just okay with being a backup. Um, and when I got traded to Minnesota, it was kind of like they, they were struggling and their goalies, their goalies were struggling team was struggling but it was perfect because like that was a really good hockey team Mm -hmm. so it didn't make like it was just they they weren't playing well goalies weren't playing well so it was an opportunity to come in but it wasn't like you know I didn't I didn't like come into a team and and revamp the team and make them amazing like that was a really good hockey team it just wasn't playing well at the Mm -hmm. time and so and then combine that with it was kind of bonus time for me you know, I had nothing to lose because all of a sudden I got a chance to play. So I didn't. I wasn't thinking about uh, like. This. I mean, I think when I went there, we had a, a two point five percent chance of making the playoffs or something mm-hmm. at that time in January. But so you know that could weigh on you if you're on the team. But for me, I was just playing with with house money and just started enjoying my time and. Um, it just kind of like I was able to keep that out of my head and then playing behind a great team and, and, uh, just, just kind of took off. Hmm. Yeah. We went through, through some, uh, dark ages here, the dark <laughs> times in Edmonton, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was dark times. Yep. Yeah. A lot of coaching, coaching, uh, changes and, uh, you know. A lot of turnaround when it comes to players, but yeah, when I when I saw you coming into you know Arizona, then you went to Minnesota. Um, you mentioned it; it was a great team, but it was struggling. And I find like a lot of yeah. you know there, there's if if the 
team doesn't trust in their goalie, they always play on their heels, right? Mm-hmm. You're always like second guessing, yeah. hey, can I make this play? And you know, probably not. And if you, you know, if you're second guessing, you're more likely gonna make mistakes. And then uh, it doesn't matter if you have the best team, but if th- they cannot trust the, their goalie, they always gonna play on their heels. They're gonna likely make more mistakes. So I think it worked for both sides. Like you had nothing to really lose, right? You start playing well, yeah. the team f- start feeling it back. Hey, we got a we got a goalie now. Hey, we got a yeah. legitimate chance. They feel comfortable and like like you said, it worked for both sides. So I'm I'm very happy for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, and you could see it. It was funny when you know when I the first game I got there, um, it was crazy because so I got I got told in Arizona at about three o'clock in the afternoon that I've been traded. So. Uh, I knew, I mean, it, it was a shock, but I knew talking to my agent, like there was a, a possibility. I didn't know Minnesota, but um, you know, something happening before the deadline. So I get told at three o'clock. So, I mean, pretty kind of a pretty emotional uh, just because of what I'd gone through the past year and just like being away from the family. So now I got to call my wife, tell her I'm leaving again. She thinks I'm a walking suitcase. And um, they they call me and they they say, hey, uh, can you be on a on a seven thirty flight? And I'm like, I don't know if you've been to Scottsdale, but I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, I mean, even if I, first of all, I need to I need to like go talk to my wife and I we had just one son at the time, but I'm like, second of all, logistically that's impossible in Arizona because. The game rink is in Glendale. The practice rink is in North Scottsdale, and then the airport is like is in Phoenix, which is down south. So I physically couldn't like go yeah. get my stuff and be on an airplane. And but and I didn't know why I was because they had they still have two goalies, so I didn't know why they wanted me on the flight. And they're like, "Oh well, um, you're playing tomorrow night in Buffalo," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And they're like, yeah, the coach is going to call you. So the coach calls me, and he, like, really wanted me to play. And I'm like, okay. So I got on, like, a midnight flight in in Arizona, or from Phoenix, connected through JFK, landed at, like, it was a jet blue, landed at uh, 6.30 in the morning at JFK, connected, got to Buffalo, walked in the hotel, while the team was having like team breakfast hmm. and basically just like walked on the bus to go to pregame skate, hadn't slept. <laughs> and when it went to, went to pregame skate, had like a three hour coma nap that afternoon and then went and played the game. And I mean, the guys played so good, but it, it's funny just getting back to your point, Laddie, about guys just like needing to feel some confidence. Like I made one save in the first period right at the start of it. And it wasn't even like an overly difficult save. And it was like, it was almost like everybody just like exhaled and like they, <laughs> they talk about that save. And I'm like, Oh, you had a good save. Like they were still sleeping. Like guys. Yeah. I was so fast asleep. I, I mean, I always joke. I'm like, I make damn sure those guys know I was tired because we won seven nothing. So I was like, I want to make sure the boys knew I was gassed that we put up seven. Oh man, uh, Devin Dubnik with us on Sports fourteen forty. Uh, you know, Dubie, with your same kind of stature as Stu Skinner, 
you know, as far as you, how you fill the net. Um, what do you see when you watch the Oilers netminder? Oh, he's fantastic. Um, you know, I'm glad to see, uh, obviously, the start of the season uh, didn't go as well after coming off of a, a real good year last year. Uh, but he's awesome. And you know what's funny is I heard of Stu Skinner went like way back because um, Eli Wilson, I believe, works with him. And I remember him telling me about this. I think he might have been like 13 at the time. And uh, him telling me about this kid, Stuart Skinner, and he's, he's great. And then my family lives in Lethbridge. So they and so then they talked about him when he played there. So I've kind of like heard about him all the way up, and then it was so then it was cool to get to see him come up in Edmonton. But uh, yeah, I mean he's he's great. He's he's young, like he's and he's still learning. Um, but the he, the amount of um, ice he's getting is great for yeah. him because he's only going to get better, and he has all the tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Quick. just one one add to that. I agree, he's excellent goalie, but he gets streaky. You know, like he gets very hot and he's like yep. one of the best. And then when he gets on this like a little cold streak, few games, you know, not so not so great. So it, like, is there a way yep. to get like more consistent? And and I know he's really really young. Mm-hmm. But so what what would you suggest for him? Because I I think there's a huge even bigger potential than he's yeah. even showing now. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's just the maturity, right? And the and the and the playing games and finding a way to do that. Um, and that's, I mean, honestly, it's, it, it's a lot of, it could be a lot of things. Um, your, as far as your routine, right? Like what you do day to day. Like if you have a, if you have a day off between games, if you got four days off, if you're doing a back to back, like figure out what works for you. Like why, you know, why didn't it work? Why are we, why are we kind of on the down thing? And then also, uh, the mental side of it is, and that's really one thing that, that um, helped me a lot was, and, and, you know, I don't need to get into, is I, I learned this uh, technique called head tracking that um, helped me a lot. And I, I know I'm, I'm sure he does it as well, but when I really understood it, it kind of let me snap out of, because I'd get away from it and it let me get back on it right away. Um, but it could be lots of things. Like, like I said, you, you know, maybe you get, get a little too high when you're on a streak and mm-hmm. then a little too low when you're not. But these are all things that don't just happen as a goalie. They happen because you, the more and more you play, you learn and you discover what works for you and, and how, to, how to make it consistent and, and shorten those. There's always going to be downs, right? There's always going to be little streaks of games that, that you're not playing while well, you don't feel good and it, and the, the biggest key is like how do you shorten those yeah. Yeah. he uh, just it, got a couple it, you know, sorry Doobie go ahead no I was just yeah. saying how do you shorten those yeah. into like one or, one or two games two or three games instead of four or five right? exactly that's what makes the big difference that's yeah. that's what makes the great goalies great a uh, couple uh, just a quick yeah. ones for you because I know you got to get rolling couple texts uh, from Jordan are your kids goalies or are they you know uh, defensemen or forwards what are they Doobie so they, it's funny. My so my oldest really wants to be a goalie, <laughs> and uh, he's he's actually so he's he's like our our the team that I had coach. He's like he's like our emergency backup goalie, and he, he so when we have we only have one goalie. So when he when we have single practices, he's usually our our other goalie, 
and he really wants to do it. I just, I'm trying to keep him out first of all for my mental sanity. Um, and take some shots at him without the without the equipment on and work on my son. Dude, a few bruises and I, yeah, he oh. shut it down. I don't think it would work with him though. He stands in there. The thing oh. is, he's. I want him to. I want him to get better at skating, but he's like he's naturally a very good at, at like getting it in front of the puck. He's not like he's not super mm-hmm. great technically because he hasn't played that much. But when he gets in there, like he'll just do whatever to get. In. Like he'll he looks like a soccer goalie sometimes in there. Like he'll just he'll put his head in front of it. Like he he's. So that's that's a tricky one. Uh, the other two are. Um, no, I mean, they, my six-year-old, they don't have goalies, so he hasn't even asked yet. My my eight-year-old kind of throws it out there once in a while, but he's yeah. certainly not bugging me. But the 10-year-old's a tricky one. Um, he wants to play next year, so we'll see. Uh, good stuff, Doobie. I know you got to get rolling. Just a quick one here, a, a hi from Jason Raimundo, who said he used to work for your dad, Barry, and had uh, played against uh, you two in a, a summer men's game years ago. So maybe you remember Jason. So uh, oh, I'm trying to. Did he work? Do you know if he worked for him uh, for IBM or for uh, the car dealership? Well, I know he's yeah, listening right now, and he's going to send it in. He'll, he'll text us in. So okay. uh, he just wanted to say okay, hi. Cool. We've had tons of oh, texts yeah, my- here, Doobie. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We'll tell everybody thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, love getting on with you guys. This is, you know, started my career, Laddie. Mm-hmm. Great talking to you. Oh. Um, you know, I know it, I know it was tough, but it's it's also a time of our lives that we never forget, right? Because while you... I had some great times you with you, buddy. You, Yeah, like that was the start of our careers, right? That's yeah. uh, it's an important time. If only he would have blocked a few more lost. shots for you, eh, Doobie? We work well together. Laddie you know. worked. We were the bright yeah, spots. Laddie worked his butt off in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, and uh, so did Doobie uh, back. No yeah. lack of work ethic. Thanks, yeah. buddy. No hey. lack of work ethic in Laddie. You know what, Doobie? Once uh, things kind of cool down here after, and maybe we'll get you on again with Laddie on another Thursday here in a few weeks. How's that sound? I would love that. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Doobie. Appreciate it. Good luck. Uh, Have a good one, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks a lot, man.